Welcome to this new episode of The Disabled Life. The purpose of this podcast is to tell people how I live my life. The name I'm using on the podcast now is The Disabled Guy. Because I felt that you needed to hear something as opposed to just my voice there. I'm a disabled male living in Florida with cerebral palsy. I'm here to tell you how I live my life and some of the volunteer work that I do and how I manage to do it with cerebral palsy. Without further ado, let's go into the episode. What I'm going to talk to you about today is something a little, a lot different. I traveled a lot when I was a child, but that was an experience that I was very confused about. I'm going to tell you how how it used to be when I was a child. I used to travel to a country by the name of Costa Rica. My mom is from Costa Rica. So, we have family there. My dad used to work for an airline. I'm not going to say which airline it was because, no, it's not necessary. So, I used to walk on the plane with assistance. They used to put the wheelchair in the belly of the plane. So, one time, for some reason, they forgot to bring my take my wheelchair and I was on the way home. But let me tell you my experience when I was a kid when when I was tra- when I would travel to Costa Rica. Okay. I would have they would have to separate me from my parents, which was scary as a child, even though a worker would stay there with me because the where the customs was and the passport control was had was stairs and they had to go there. Which was common sense. I understood that. But still, oh God. So, they would take me down and the pass- my parents would take the password so it would get stamped. Okay. So then, uh, someone would stay with me until my family came. Nine times out of ten, I would not remember what my family looked like. My uncles would look like. So... They would call me a nickname. And of course, when I would hear that, the natural effect is to go and look around. And they would come and get me from the agent that was that was waiting with me. Or whoever that person was. I don't remember what. But when I... But when I got older and I kept on going... Then there was a situation where they got elevators, etc. So I wouldn't have to go through that again. But one thing we would do, since my dad was an employee of an airline, we would fly as what they call non-revs. A non-rev is a term that they use for an employee that's flying standby. But the problem with standby is you would run around the airport, get to the gate, and wait with the gate agent to see if there were four seats available. Oh god, okay. So we would end up having to go home sometimes and get them to go on the next day or whatever. That was always stressful. Now fast forward to how it's done now. Now I don't uh, walk into the plane um, I get into something called an aisle chair. What that is, is a chair. No, I'm not call it a chair. I'm sorry. Let me call it a 
handcart with a seat and seat belts. So what they do is they bring this chair. Okay, I am transfer. I can transfer myself. So I get up and I sit down in this chair, and then they strap me down, and they take this onto the plane because my wheelchair doesn't fit through the plane. The the aisle chair is the the width the width of a hand truck. So I have so I have to fold my arms across my chest and. That's it. And I get on and I use, I get on. Then they move the, then they move the, um, the armrest and I transfer over. So, but here comes the funny part. Before I get on the plane, they got, I got to go through security. So, they don't put me through the, the metal detector because my wheelchair was set off the metal detect, detector. So they come on and they pat me down. But what is what I what is frustrating to me is that I have to wait there because sometimes there's a bunch of I'm gonna say there's a bunch of female TSA agents there and they need a and and they always want to do a same sex pat down. So it takes a while. But here comes a story. When I went on to go, when I went to go to Maryland, it was very, when I went to go to Maryland, I got on the plane, everything was fine. So um, I had to say, so we got on, everything was okay. We flew, whatever. When we got off, here in Miami, coming back from Maryland, it was interesting because everything was fine going there. And at the airport, I was there. But here, and when I went to get off, it was something weird because this agent that came, it was a female agent. She brought the aisle chair. She was sitting there, standing next to me and not doing anything. So I'm like, okay, what is going on? So I asked her, excuse me, ma'am, what are you waiting for? She goes, I'm waiting for somebody to help me transfer you into the aisle chair. I'm like, I'm like, ma'am, if you would have asked me such question, if you would have asked me a question, can you get, can you get out of your wheelchair? I would have simply said yes, because I can transfer. I self-transfer. For example, I don't have... My family don't use accessible vehicles. Maybe big trucks I can get into, but accessible vehicles? No, I don't need. So, to get into cars, trucks, whatever. I deal with it. Because I'm, I'm physically able to do it. So, so she opens the arm and allows me to transfer over it. But all this... All this issue took so long that that um, that our bag was the last bag they finally realized what was happening so they brought us the bag and they told us the bag got an extra check because 
It was the last bag, and we thought it was left. Okay, not a big deal. Not a big deal. I, we have we have we have nothing to hide. I don't care. But what I'm saying is that's crazy. That's crazy that we had to go through that. Let me tell you another story. One time, of when I went to Costa Rica the last time with my dad to visit my grandmother because uh, she's wasn't doing well, and we thought that she was going to pass on. So. I go to the airplane, I get on the airplane, and the lady is the gate, not the gate agent, the assistant, the, the ADA assistant, I believe they call them, I'm not sure what they are, is going, is running past, is in a hurry, she's running because we got a board, and I, and I stop her, and I see the aisle chairs, and she keeps passing by them, passing by them. And I said, okay. And I said, excuse me, you need one. I need one of those. So she stops and gets it. So I get on the plane, everything, no, no incident. I get on the plane, everything works out. Then, when we get to Costa Rica, I find out later, we get there, that the air, that the air crew is doing what they call, in the industry, a turn. What that means is that the, that the plane is not going to stay in country. It's going to drop us off, pick up other people, and then turn and turn around and come back. So the person that is supposed to go get me is taking so long, and these people are just you know, and we and all the crew is standing there waiting for this person. I realize that some airports in some countries don't have aisle chairs. I So I think out of the box and I ask a pilot or, or a, a flight attendant, do you by any chance have a aisle chair on board? They go, yes. Go pull it out and I'll transfer it in and you can get me off the plane. So they get me off. Uh, okay, so we do. They do this. They get me off the plane. They strap me in. My wheelchair is already waiting at the gangway. So I. So they tell the person that is supposed to come get me off the plane that they're no longer necessary. <laughs> but here comes the other part of the story is that my dad and I have to run through the airport on our own. So, we were like, where are the bags? Where are this? We're, in a weird, we're just wondering all this. This is all, this is all due to experiences that I have. So, I, so we get in the elevator and we move and go down or up. I don't know where we went. And I asked a person, a janitor, and he was cleaning the floor. I said, excuse me, in Spanish, I said, excuse me, where do you, where is the baggage claim? So he took us, he, he walked us over there, and then he asked a person, a worker, help these people, but they need their bags, okay? So we get out of there. So here comes another part of the funny story. 
I have a, I get a cold that day. Um, two days before I leave, I'm like, oh god, that's terrible. So I'm like, oh god. So then, you know, that it was this was during the time of the swine flu. So they were really afraid of the swine flu in Costa Rica. And I'm like, oh god. So then, um, we go to this guy, this uh, like a customs person is wearing a mask. Okay, not just a mask, a respirator and gloves and whatever. So he comes in asking me screening questions. I'm like, so he says, um, he says cough, cold, runny nose. No, 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 no. I go through all those questions as quick as possible and say, get away from this. Because I did have a cold, but I knew it was a cold. So I didn't want to get screened by nobody else. So we get out of there, everything else is fine. But man, these experiences as disabled travelers can be can be difficult sometimes. It is not an easy experience to travel with. This podcast was a little longer than I wanted it to be because of the amount of backstory and stuff that I had to do. It's traveling is fun, but it's also taxing. It's also taxing. Another tip that I'm going to tell you is if you decide to get a coffee or something else, um, uh, if you're not going to, if you're going to take your time and sip on it, make sure you get it after you go through TSA check uh, security because they will, they will ask you to throw it away. Well, as you get to security, thanks to a friend of mine that used to work at TSA, and told me about that. Because you know, why would you want to buy a Starbucks coffee that is so expensive and throw it away just because of a security agent, security checkpoint? I know why they do it. I don't like it. Okay, something else I forgot. Disabled people don't have to get other wheelchairs, of course. And we don't have to remove our shoes. What they do in those cases is they have a swab, a chemical swab. With they run over our shoes, they they run it over our wheelchair, whatever. And then they put it in this machine, and this machine is going to tell them what what's on this wheelchair, which isn't which is nothing. But anyway, they have to go through all that. With that, thank you for listening, and I'll be I'll be back next week with another episode. Just for just for a little bit of a useless piece of information, this podcast is being recorded on Saturday morning when I normally record when I normally record before then. So today I'm gonna sit here and edit and post for tomorrow which I normally don't like to do with that thank you for listening and you can also email me at the following email address I'm going to put it here and I'm also going to put it down in my show notes k-e-4-k-e-y at gmail.com with any questions comments etc please rate and subscribe in any platform that you may use With that, thank you for listening and I'll be back next week.